Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 18 of Spy Family. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems like this is the next big conflict here, midterm exams. And on the one hand, I feel like that's rather excessive for kindergartners. But on the other hand, this is in fact, you know, a highly prestigious school. So naturally, there are Stella Stars and Tanitris Bolts. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Like, those are at stake here. And, uh, Anya's not exactly an academic powerhouse, so I think a fair bit of worry is merited. Yeah, you know, a 13 presumably out of 100 is definitely not very elegant. Ooh. Wow, that really stings, Damien giving her her own stupid smug expression right back at her. I mean, I guess if anybody can afford to be smug about it, it's him, considering he scored so well. So, Anya seems to think that she's going to have an easy way of getting through the midterm exams. You know, she can just sort of cheat off of Damien. But, uh... It seems as though there's going to be a bit of a complication. You know, it's purely one um, that's convenient for the plot, but... So it's interesting that, you know, everybody sort of assumes an innocent curiosity in the phase of the moon... And to be fair, you know, what other reason could there be? But to those of us watching this, you know, us viewers, we do in fact know that Anya is uh, going to be unable to read any minds during a certain phase of the moon. You know, as they would have it, it just so happens to coincide with her exams, so... You know, she's really going to have to, like, pull out good grades on her own. You know, it's interesting that Bond, with his sort of future divining powers, is able to help out, but... You know, there's only so much that he knows, really. Like, you know, Anya wants to cheat using him, saying, like, you know, hey, what... What answers are there going to be on the test? But, you know, he really just cares about what we're having for dinner. So it seems like, unfortunately, Anya's going to have to put in actual work here. And, you know, presumably when you're a kid who's never had to study before, that's like a real kick in the teeth. I mean, I definitely reached that point, too, where natural talent was no longer sufficient and I actually had to, like, start studying. But, I don't know, I think by that point I was old enough to really have the self-discipline to do what needed to be done. Anya, being five, or four, rather, I believe, um, you know, kids that age aren't exactly known for their self-discipline.
So Yor has an interesting idea, you know. Her little brother is certainly a smart guy, so perhaps he could help his niece study. And, you know, there's good and bad stuff that comes along with that. Because on the one hand, you know, he could actually help. On the other hand, he is a secret police officer. And therefore, you know, not really someone you'd want to have around. Of course, for other reasons, you know, it's definitely going to be detrimental. Anya's going to be too interested in the potential conflict between a secret police officer and a spy to study properly. So here we go. That's sort of like cloak and dagger verbal sparring here. You know, everybody's trying to talk blandly and politely without giving anything away, while at the same time trying to glean more information. Of course, at the same time, you know, everybody also sort of fundamentally misunderstands what's going on. Yuri just thinks Lloyd's not the right guy for his sister. When in reality, uh, he's... I mean, I guess he's kind of not, by virtue of being a spy and therefore dishonest. It's rather unfortunate for Anya that she doesn't get to see the climactic finale of this battle of wits. You know, instead she has to just study instead. It's really interesting that Yuri is so sour that she gets to spend time with Yor all the time that, you know, he's basically just taking it out on her by asking really tough questions. Like, that is the sign of, um, I don't know, like an emotionally stunted person. I mean, at least yours is here to sort of, like, temper things a bit, because I feel like, uh, I feel like Yuri would basically just start cracking the whip were it not for her intervention. So fortunately, Anya knows precisely what buttons to push here. You know, by saying she wants to become an Imperial Scholar so she can provide for her parents and feed them lots of yummy food. You know, obviously that's sort of tugging on Yuri's heartstrings a little bit. Of course, given that he was forced to endure all manner of horrible food. You know, I don't know how much she read his mind to concoct that answer and how much she was just sort of guessing, but it seems to have worked. <laughs> wow that's pretty straightforward you know you actually like studying what's wrong with you 
Wow. Kids say the darndest things sometimes, but... You know, I guess it's a matter of perspective, because, yes, yeah, studying does suck, but it's a means to an end, you know? If you can manage to take care of the minutia of education, you can basically do more or less what you want. So, Yuri, in typical fashion, is sort of centered everything around helping his sister. I mean, it's not exactly clear what he's done in practical terms, but... I mean, his drive is certainly noteworthy. Oh, no, that's interesting. I, I think they uh, took a little liberty with translating that joke. If I remember correctly from the manga, Yuri said something like, you know, knowledge is power, it's the whole enchilada. And Anya, presumably not being familiar with Tex-Mex food, assumed he had said a swole chihuahua. Hence that visual pun, but, you know, they didn't... They didn't translate it that way. That's very interesting. See, now I'm wondering which one is actually the real translation here. So, as is typical, despite putting in a lot of time and effort, Anya hasn't really made any progress. You know, it's kind of unfortunate, but the whole mind-reading thing really is a crutch for her. Oh dear, indeed. You know, that's kind of like... A bit of a last resort here that Anya's sort of blown. Man, it really seems like those cooking lessons didn't take very well, considering that even like a couple cookies are enough to cause Yuri to blow chunks all over the place. I'm kind of glad that Bond really sort of seemed to have the presence of mind to not actually eat them. Oh dear, I spoke too soon. He's gonna throw that up right away, I'd imagine. <laughs> oh no. So ultimately, it seems like the situation has improved a little bit, you know. Anya may or may not be making progress here, you know. She's studying a subject she doesn't have a test for. But at least at this point, she's doing it on her own. Like, what's it called? Intrinsic motivation? Like, that's the best kind of motivation where you do it basically on your own. You know, extrinsic motivation is good, too. Motivation from an external source, but... If you have an internal source of motivation, that's always better in the long run. So Anya seems confident. I feel like that's not going to last very long, you know. You feel confident until you walk into the test, sit down, see the first question, and it's like, oh boy, well, didn't study that.
So it would seem as though the test as a whole was rather a difficult one, and so the kids were probably suffering more than was strictly necessary. I do find it interesting that they have a vault for the exams. The idea being, I guess, they're so incredibly important that they need to be locked up. I mean, they're sort of intimating that people would, like, cheat on the exams, and I guess that's fair, but they seem to be more worried about the parents buying grades for their kids, which, you know, if the grades are locked up, that's not going to make a difference if you have a teacher who's corrupt enough to accept a bribe. So it seems like, really, the only reason they're locking up the exams is to give Lloyd a bit of a challenge here to try and break in and adjust Anya's test answers. Yeah, this is interesting indeed. So he's sort of taken on the identity of a professor so as to walk around campus unobstructed and cheat on the exam. So it seems like he's taking a really considered approach. You know, the idea being you don't want to arouse any suspicion at all, lest they throw out the exam results. So here we have Daybreak, and uh, I think it would be fair to say he's one of Lloyd's contemporaries in practical terms. You know, maybe not so much. Alright, so... They seem to be from opposing agencies, and... I don't know. If this is the best guy they can muster to sort of counteract Lloyd, then... Uh, man, they're really not sending their best, are they? I feel like this guy is, um, gee, I don't, I don't know how to describe this guy. Like, I feel like even Frankie would do a better job at sneaking around and being inconspicuous. I mean, I guess that's a rather impressive display of upper body strength that he was able to sort of hold himself horizontally. So, it's been a while since I've read this portion of the manga, but I seem to recall at the time that they were sort of operating on, I guess, the same sort of principle in that they were going to modify the results of the exam, but I don't know. I, I guess I had assumed that, like, just to dot their I's and cross their T's, why has it sent someone else to change the results of the exam just in case? Man, you know, for somebody who's allegedly a spy, he's not very surreptitious about how he goes around and infiltrates things. You know, he just sort of casually breaks a window, just walks around normally. Man, oh dear, yeah, naturally the only way to 
gain entrance to a restricted area is to break a statue. Man, you know, I was going to say, it seems like the guard's just going to be, like, stupid and easy to fool, but it seems like he's actually trying to uh, do his job. So Lloyd, just to avoid suspicion here, he has to sell, or not sell, rather, he has to pull this guy's behind out of the fire. I was going to say sell him down the river, but he's, uh, explicitly doing the opposite of that. I mean, I guess the idea here is that if they find one spy, they're going to assume that there are perhaps more spies, and, you know, that's fair enough. So it's interesting that this guy here, he's modifying the grades of the Desmond brothers. Now, I would assume that their grades were already pretty decent, so I wouldn't think that anyone would have to cheat on their behalf, but I guess not. Man, Daybreak, like, he's really just like, he's just like me whenever I play a stealth game. You know, I'm very bad at games like Thief and Hitman, so I just sort of resort to killing guards. Man, like, he he's not a very good spy, is he? You know, he's hitting people, he's sort of busting things open, you know. He's leaving a whole trail of physical evidence. And he also sort of prematurely declares himself the victor, you know. Ooh, sorry, Twilight, I'm kind of better than you. You know, he seems to be a spy for entirely the wrong reasons. You know, he wants to gain fame and a reputation. I mean... He's well on his way to gaining one, but not the one he wants. Man, you know, as bad a spy as Daybreak is, I feel like Lloyd probably should have bit his tongue rather than rise to... What was some pretty weak bait? Not that Daybreak was deliberately baiting him, but, you know... I mean, fortunately, Lloyd's faux pas aside, he managed to basically salvage the situation because Daybreak is just too dead set on having a good reputation among the spy community. Alright, so this is interesting. You know, 
Daybreak, he was sort of hired to uh, ruin the grades with the Desmond brothers. And I guess that checks out, considering that, you know, so far they've been pretty darn good at school. You know, Damien's been achieving all sorts of good grades, and I do believe his older brother is currently an Imperial Scholar. So, you know, this is like a little bit of intrigue in the ongoing plot, you know. There are other factions that have an interest in dealing a blow to the Desmond family. And the reasons why are not clear, and the identity of the culprit is not exactly clear either. So ultimately it seems like Lloyd put their grades back to normal. Damien's 11th in his class, which, considering that I'm pretty sure his class is reasonably big, you know, that's not too bad. As a matter of fact, it's quite good. You know, Becky says she's 46th, and that is supposedly not great, but not bad either. I'd imagine Anya's uh, pretty darn near the bottom of the list. 213th place. I mean, we don't know the total number, but considering Becky's 46 and Damien's 11, you know, 213's not looking too good in comparison. I mean, she didn't get any of those demerits, so I guess that's something to be happy about, but she's certainly not on track to being an Imperial Scholar at this rate. You know, it's kind of telling that everybody is sort of admiring her positive attitude despite lackluster results. Yeah, poor Anya. You know, she did avoid failing, and that's something considering how she was doing before. You know, Lloyd doesn't necessarily see it that way, but... Yeah, there we go. You know, everybody's sort of kind of talking him into it, saying, you know... Hey, she passed on her own accord, so that's something to be kind of happy about. Obviously, it's not great, but it's certainly better than the alternative. So unfortunately, Daybreak's career doesn't appear to be going too well, poor guy.
All right. Well, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.